0: the name of the Lord. This is Bible study, amen. May the Lord continue to open your eyes. May you continue to be expanded and operate in great grace in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, that you operate in great grace in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are entering, um, going to enter in in the month of January, a period of fasting and prayer for 40 days. Amen, a period of fasting and prayer for 40 days. And amen, we want everybody to participate. Those that are hearing this message now, those that will hear it later on online, you're more than welcome to uh, email me at Jeff Bogus, that's B-O-G-G-A-S, dot B-O-G-G-A-S at yahoo.com if you want to participate in the fast. 40 days concentration, which is an annual thing that I deem absolutely necessary. Amen, so you all are welcome to be Apart, If you are a visitor and those that are part of CRT, it is an, amen, absolute requirement. Amen. So tonight I want to deal with this subject. Amen. The uh, advantages of fasting and prayer, advantages. Amen. There are so many advantages, so many benefits, so many things that we receive out of fasting and prayer that we just can't name them all. We'll be six months dealing with what we receive out of fasting and prayer. Amen. But the, uh, the first thing that I want to say is that we must fast and pray from a biblical perspective. Amen. Fasting and prayer from a biblical perspective. We can't dummy it down to fit in our lifestyle. We can't dummy it down to make it quote-unquote easy. We have to stay within the parameters of the Word of God. Amen. So the first thing that I want to say is, um, is that fasting and prayer is required Christian maintenance. Fasting and prayer is required Christian maintenance. It's part of our maintenance package. Amen. We have to have time out, not just once a year, but periodically, amen, to realign ourselves, to revive. We need time to reflect, time to introspect, amen, where are we? in relation to our calling, in relation to our uh, spiritual growth and maturity. Praise God, the mandate that's on our life, fasting and prayer, amen, sometimes is the only way, praise God, to dislodge and overcome some of the things that that are part of our life. Amen, glory to God. And so it is absolutely necessary. There are some things that just will not move until we learn the art of fasting and prayer. As a matter of fact when we speak to the uh to the church uh fasting and prayer is like a lost art. Amen. We don't talk a lot about and participate in for that matter. Uh fasting and prayer as much as we need to. Amen. When we skip over and ignore this discipline, amen, uh there are some places that um will not uh some things that will not move, there's some demonic passions that will not be dislodged until we fast and, pray, fast and pray. And that does leave us, amen, at that point, uh, stagnant, amen. That does leave us at this at that point, amen, stagnant, amen. So there are advantages to fasting and prayer, amen. The believer must move with purpose, we must move with a plan, and we must execute all that God give us. We must be, amen, uh, stewards, of the manifold mysteries of God with stewards. It's required, amen, of stewards that we be found faithful. It is absolutely required that we'll be found faithful. Glory to God. Fasting in prayer makes us effective and efficient. Fasting in prayer, it brings us back to being effective and efficient. So that amen. There has to be time in our life where we set aside time consecration. Amen. I'll say this, and I think it's uh, absolutely a necessary principle. If we cannot control what goes in our mouth, it's probably a the chance. You can't control what comes out of your mouth. Amen. Our actions and all of our words. Praise God. We must have the time of fasting in prayer. Normally, this is where I start out with the scripture, but we have several places that we're going tonight, and this is more topical So I'm not going to start with a particular scripture as I have been in the commentary or the uh, expository style of teaching. So this is more topical, amen. And so we'll start out like that, amen. The other thing that I would like to say is that fasting uh, and prayer gives the believer the strength to confront ourselves and deal with, amen, what we find in the mirror, I gonna say again, fasting and prayer uh, gives the believer strength to confront ourselves and deal with what we find in the mirror. Fasting and prayer does. It gives us strength to uh, confront ourselves. There are some things that we know we're off. We know is a, is a problem. However, the strength and the boldness and the, here's another word, willingness to deal with it, willingness to deal with it, Amen. Sometimes we don't find. In the book of James, in the epistle of James, chapter one, verse 19 through 25, in the New King James Version, James 1, 19 through 25, it says, So then, my brethren, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of men does not produce the righteousness of God. Verse 21 Therefore, lay aside all filthiness, overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Amen. Deceiving ourselves. That's the only person that's being deceived. That's the only place that deception is happening is within ourselves if we are, amen, not doers of the word and we're only hearers. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, amen, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks in the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hero, but a doer of the work. Glory to God. This one will be blessed in what he does. Glory to God. When we read the word of God, when we observe it and meditate in the word of God, it is likened unto a mirror. It's likened unto a mirror. We see ourselves. We see our, amen, our identity. We see ourselves as relate to where we're positioned in Christ. We see Amen. Also, our filthiness, our shortcomings. Glory to God. There is no way that man can come into contact with God and not feel short, and not feel, not be completely aware of his fallenness. As Isaiah was saying, woe is me. (laughs) Glory to God. But fasting and prayer gives us that ability to, amen, deal with what we see. Amen. Deal with what we find in the perfect law of liberty and don't walk away and forget what kind of person we observe in that mirror. The word of God is a mirror for us. Praise God. Amen. Hebrews, not Hebrews, Hosea 7, chapter 7, and verse 8, in the New International Version says, Ephraim, amen, mixes with the nation. Then it says, Ephraim is a flat loaf or a cake. Amen, not turned. Ephraim, which is another name for Israel, is a loaf, a cake, not turned. And what that simply says is that it's a picture of a cake, pancake for us, amen, done on one side, but gummy and undone on the other side. And in order for it to finish, it requires being turned over. It requires being turned over. God would not turn us over, amen, to be completed on the other side and thereby being full and complete unless we release him into our life to turn us over. Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. The other side won't cook unless the cake is turned over. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. It's done on one side, incomplete on the other. Fasting and prayer gives us the the ability to cast out those things that we know that's in our life that is causing our walk in God to be hindered, to be threatened. Glory to God for us to become uh, insensitive to the holiness of the the Father. Amen. Fasting and prayer gives us the strength, amen, to confront ourselves. Glory to God. We're, We're really good at confronting others. Amen, we're good at that. But fasting and prayer turns the light inwardly. And at the right season, dealing with the right things, God gives us the strength, praise God, to confront ourselves, amen. The next thing that is important is that fasting and prayer delivers the believer from meandering around, amen, in our walk with Christ, amen. Fasting and prayer deliver us delivers the believer from meandering. And that word, meander, by definition, it means to walk around with no particular purpose or direction, a.k.a. lost. Amen. Lost. Without particular direction, without, amen, any particular purpose, praise God, lost. It is possible to be saved. Amen. Come worship every week. But in regard to your personal walk, in regard to your calling, in regard to what next on a day-to-day basis, lost. All that Bible and don't know where to start next. Reading or studying, meditating on the word of God. All of that word and not know where to start next. Amen. That, my friend, is when we discover we're lost. Another definition for the word meander, it means to go about from place to place, usually without a plan, amen, or definite purpose. I say again, to go about from place to place, usually without a plan or definite purpose, amen. That's akin to wasting time when we're just meandering about, amen. No particular purpose, no destiny, amen. Christ's people, Christ-like people are people of passion, are people of direction, are people of purpose. Christ-like people are people of passion, people of direction, people of purpose. When you don't have direction, when we have ignored and abandoned the calling and the mandate on our life, we find it easy to sin because we're not pursuing what's been before us, what we have pursued in the past, and we're not our destiny, what we know God has called us to. Amen. When we get like that, it's easy to, amen, easy to sin. That old flesh start rising up because we are meandering around. We're just wandering without purpose, without any particular direction. Amen. Day to day, just aimless in the, in the Lord. Listen to the gospel music. Glory to God. Yes, we are. Praise God. Have some prayers going on. But when in regard to particular direction, in regard to praying in the direction, in regard to building in prayer, in regard to an assignment in prayer. Amen. At this point, we find ourselves lost. Glory to God. Got a house full of family. Praise God. Got children and yet still lost. This is the deceptiveness of sin. This is the manifestation of the deception of sin. Amen. Filled with the Holy Spirit and yet meandering around, looking up in the trees, entertaining, amen, uh, every demonic thought that comes about. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But fasting and prayer says, bring all of that in. And we find the path again. Hallelujah. We find our path again. At, at, at the same time, our passion is reignited. At the same time, amen, our direction, our plans are, 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 are clear, and now we're able to, here's the key word, execute all that God has given us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Execute all that God has given us. Thank you, Father. Amen. In 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, uh, verse 24 through 27 in the New Living Translation, Listen to what he says. Amen. Do you don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. Run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. Amen. They're temperate. They're disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an Eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step, not just, man shadow boxing. Praise God. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. So Paul is comparing two types of athletes, a runner and a boxer. Amen. I'm just not beating the air. I'm not purposeless in my doing. Amen. I'm doing something with purpose. I run with purpose in every step. Every day, you ought to have, you ought to, amen, Have wake up in purpose on purpose and be effective, be efficient. Execute the plan God gives you for every day. Execute the plan. The last thing that we want to do is waste so much time. That's what the Bible means in Ephesians when it says redeeming the time. It don't mean buying back. It don't mean back recapturing something that's passed by. The time means, amen, redeeming means making full use of the time, effective, efficient, because, amen, the Lord is going to return. Amen, Jesus is going to come again, and we don't don't want him to catch us with our work undone. We don't want him to catch us with our work undone. All athletes are disciplined in their training. Every day, disciplined not meandering around, not floating from here to there, not opening your Bible and chasing this scripture, chasing that scripture, but I study with a purpose. I study with purpose. I study knowing I'm building up myself to operate in great grace. I study understanding my gifting, my calling. I study under meditating the word, understanding that my character, if I don't check it, it'll check me. Glory to God. Amen. And so I, 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 I'm I'm on purpose. I'm here's a key word. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm intentional. Every day I'm intentional. Every day I operate in intention. Glory to God. I'm intentional. I have a plan from the Father and purpose, and every day I must execute. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shallow boxing. Verse 27. I discipline my body like an athlete. Training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself, amen, become, might be disqualified. Glory to God. I discipline my body like an athlete. Praise God. The difference between a good athlete, a great athlete, amen, is what one does day by day. Discipline. That's the key, amen. We want to be disciplined Christians. We want to, amen, Christ-like believers. We want to be disciplined. Every day, waking up to work out. Every day, waking up to fulfill the purpose and calling that is on our life. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. We don't want Jesus to come and catch us with our work undone. The other thing that's necessary, thank you, Holy Spirit, is that prayer and fasting, amen, is like a spiritual GPS. Thank you, Father. It's like spiritual GPS. And it gives the believer, amen, the accurate results of our, amen, location and condition. Praise God. It's like a spiritual GPS realigns us. Hallelujah. Realigns us to the purpose and the will of God and keeps us from, amen, getting off course. Hebrews 2, the second chapter, verse one through four in the New King James Version said this. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we've heard, lest we drift away. We must give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard, lest we drift away. When we hear it, we got to pay attention to it with the mindset of completing what we've heard, applying what we've heard, walking in what we've heard. Amen. We got to be delivered from casual seekers, casual believers. Amen. Hearing with no intent to walk in thereof. Verse two, for if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast and never transgression and disobedience receive this just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect, amen, such a great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? God also bearing witness, both with signs, wonders, various miracles, Gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. Thank you, Father. Amen. Give the most earnest heed to the things that we have heard, lest we drift away. Hallelujah. Amen. Fasting and prayer put guardrails and gauges in our life. Amen. So we don't drift. Amen. And so we don't explode. Praise God. Amen. Guardrails keeps us in line with the purpose and plan of God. Amen, from drifting away from what God calls us to do. It's our spiritual GPS. If you're not honest about where you are, we can't tell you how to get to where you're going. Amen. Fasting and prayer brings us honestly. Amen. And and as a matter of fact, amen, I have began the period of fasting and prayer, and once I become acclimated to where I am for real, glory to God, uh, I'm ashamed of how far I've gotten off course. I'll say again, once I start fasting in prayer and seeking God, turning over that plate, and once I realize my real, my true location, I'm ashamed uh, to see where I have I am and how far I've drifted away from the assignment, the word of God, the revelation of God. Amen. The call of God on my life, I'm ashamed to say how far. Amen. I have gotten off. <clears throat> amen. And so I'm thinking to myself, I don't need to fast and pray like that once a year. <clears throat> I need to fast and pray like that about three times a year. Cause, amen. By the time I discover, thank you, Holy Ghost. By the time I discover how far I've drifted off course, praise God. That's a long ways back to get to where God has called me to. I got to have, amen, La Bella daily a weekly diet of fasting and prayer so I don't get off so so fast and so far. That's it. I don't get off so fast and so far. Amen. This is a long ways back when you drifted. Praise God. The other thing that's important, don't know what number I'm on. The other thing that's important, prayer and fasting, amen, help deliver the believer from developing an evil heart of unbelief. And I'm still in the book of Hebrews. An evil heart of unbelief. Thank you, Father. Hebrews 3, verse 13, verse 3 through 19. The third chapter of Hebrews, amen, verse 3 and down through verse 19. For the one, this one, <laughs> the capital, oh, this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. In so much as he who builds the house has more honor than, than the house, for every house is built by someone, but he who builds all things is God. Verse five, and Moses indeed was faithful in in all the house, uh, his house as a steward for glory to God, the testimony of those things that would be spoken afterwards. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing for the hope firm to the end. Verse seven, here's my point. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit speaks, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. Talking about that 40 years of wandering in the wilderness in the day of trial in the wilderness where your fathers tested me and tried me and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with this generation and said they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. Hallelujah. They always go astray in their hearts and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath. So I swore in my wrath that they shall not enter my rest. Verse 12, this is what it says. Beware, brethren. Least there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. Say again, bogus, beware, brethren, least there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily. That's it. That's that discipline. Exhort one another daily while it is called today. But amen, any of you, but at least any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, the deceitfulness of sin, verse 14, for we have become partakers of Christ, amen. If we hold to the beginning, amen, the confidence steadfast to the end, hallelujah. Verse 15, while it is said today, if you hear hear, amen, hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, was it was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by Moses? Now, with whom was he angry for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpse fell in the wilderness? And and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. So we see then that they could not enter. Amen. Enter in because of unbelief. Hallelujah. They could not enter in because of unbelief. Fasting in prayer, amen, delivers the believer from developing an evil heart of unbelief. Hear the word of God and still have a hardened heart. Amen. Refuse to yield, refuse to obey. But as they did in the wilderness, disobey the word of God, soon departed from. Amen. What God showed soon departed after they've seen the miracle. Amen. These were rebels that died in the, whose corpse died in the wilderness. Amen. And and to whom he swore that they would not enter his rest. Amen. But to those who did not obey, that's the one he swore would not enter his rest. So we see then that they could not enter because of their unbelief. That's it. An evil heart of unbelief. Belief, fasting in prayer gives us the ability. Amen, uh, amen. To amen to 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 be delivered from that developing an evil heart of unbelief. You, amen. We can expose, amen. Be exposed that we're drifting off into that evil heart, hearing the word and not moving. Glory to God. Amen, amen. My next point is this: fasting in prayer is designed amen, to deliver the believer from becoming dull of hearing. Fasting and prayer is designed uh, to deliver the believer from becoming dull of hearing. When we're dull of hearing, it means that we are less accurate. (laughs) Ha ha, glory, amen. When we're dull of hearing, we are less accurate. When we're dull of hearing, amen, we're less intense amen from that from uh from amen this is this is an act of the flesh dullness is an act of the flesh glory to God dull of hearing Paul says in Hebrews in the fifth chapter glory to God he says concerning this Melchizedek and all of this he was teaching in regard to the high priest okay I can't I don't have time to go over all of it amen he says concerning uh the high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, Hebrews 5 and 11, he says, of whom we have much to say. He's trying to explain to them, amen, uh, about the high priest. He's trying to explain to them about the person of Christ as high priest. He says, but I got much to say, amen, but hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. Amen. Your hearing is not clear. Your hearing is not intense. It's not accurate. It's 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 become dull. And I man so that lack of hearing is directly related to developing. The, the lack of hearing is directly connected to development. Dull hearing, amen, carnal living. That's the that's that's the that's the thing. Amen. For both these verse 12 he says, For though by this time you are to be teachers. Amen. But you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracle of God, amen. And you have come need need to have milk and not solid food, <laughs> for everyone who is partakers of only milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are a full age. Thank you, Jesus. Solid food are for those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So fasting and prayer is designed to deliver the believer from this dull hearing. Hallelujah. And again, uh, once we start praying, once we start fasting, and once we get a sense of where we are, a sense of... Ah, you know, where my spirit is. Sometimes we're ashamed of the dullness. We're ashamed of the loss. We're ashamed of how far we have meandered and drifted off course. Again, the Christian walk requires maintenance. The Christian walk requires maintenance. My last point is this out of Matthew 17, amen. Fasting and prayer, amen, break, uh, it's necessary. It's necessary to break levels of demonic strongholds and demonic induced passions. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Fasting and prayer is necessary. There are some vile passions that, amen, are induced by demons and continue to be reintroduced to us by demons. And before you know it, our heart is running after some vile passion that is induced by demons. Amen, before you know it, we put our pen down, close our notebook, amen, put the Bible up and we're going going to chase this waterfall. Glory to God, we're going to chase this waterfall because, amen, we have been deceived by the enemy to say that, amen, running after this vile passion is better than studying your word. Glory to God. Matthew 17, and I'm done. And starting at verse 14, this is a familiar portion of scripture, you know it. Matthew 13 and 14, and it says, and when he had come to the multitudes, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, see, that's how you you come to Christ when you really want something. Amen. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and he suffers severely. For he, thank you, Holy Spirit, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. This is this demon trying to kill his son. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not kill him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked, hallelujah, the demon. That's the source of the issue, the demon. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to him, because of your unbelief. There it is again. For surely I say to you, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, thank you, Father, you will say to these mountains, move here and to there, and it will move and nothing, hallelujah, will be impossible for you. We got to get that in our spirit. However, this kind does not go out except prayer and fasting. There are some demons, and there are some demonic uh, things that happen in our life, manifestations in the flesh that are demonic-induced. And without fasting and prayer, we cannot receive the breakthrough. Glory to God. Amen. You ever wonder why you can fast? You mean, you can pray, worship, go every Sunday and Wednesday and still not get breakthrough, amen? Uh, it could could be that that's a demon and it requires fasting and prayer. Some things just will not move until we learn the art of fasting and prayer, amen? So the believer must approach consecration with the right mindset, amen? Approach fasting and prayer humbly, amen? And understand that the benefits far outweigh The challenges, say again, Bogus, the benefits, amen, those things that we get uh, 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 advantages, (coughs) amen, it outweighs, amen, all of the challenges. Glory to God, it outweighs all of the challenges. Fleshly mind is a short-term thinking mind. The fleshly mind is a short-term thinking mind. It thinks only about the short-term. Want to be gratified right now. Amen. Want to be gratified at the moment I think about it. I need need to be satisfied that satisfy the flesh. The spiritual thinks of the long term. Glory to God. The spiritual mind thinks of the long term. Amen. When we're nearsighted, when we're nearsighted, amen, and short term in our thinking, it is a manifestation of immaturity. It's a manifestation of immaturity. If we approach fasting in prayer in the mindset, "Oh God, I'm not going to be able to eat beef, pork, drink no carbonated drink," man, I love Coke, I love Pepsi, and I love all. Matter of fact, this is some of the things we should be minimizing and taking out our diet anyway. But Amen, that fleshly mind is just don't want to give up nothing, want all of the benefits of God, but don't want to make no sacrifice. Amen. But spiritual people understand that this short-term sacrifice is going to yield long-term and powerful benefits. How we approach fasting and prayer will determine your level of success. Amen. Your level of success. If you're a novice in fasting and prayer, praise God, amen, build up in it. Start out slow. But whatever you do, be consistent. Whatever you do, be consistent. The key is preparation. And the key is preparation. Be consistent. Be honest with what you can and cannot do. Amen. But be consistent with what that is. Glory to God. Be consistent. There's so many advantages, advantages, so many benefits of fasting and prayer. Amen. That we cannot look at the challenges and let allow the challenges to cause us to, amen, shrink back. Hallelujah, or cheat the whole time and want to be comfortable and not grab on to the, amen, to the advantages and the things that we are fasting in prayer, uh, fasting in prayer for on purpose. Amen. On purpose. I fast and pray with purpose. Here's the key word again intentional. I'm after something. I hear something. I know what the Lord is telling me and I'm intent. Amen. And fulfilling the call that is on my life. Why? Because I don't want the Lord to come and catch me with my works undone. Amen. Don't have time to meander around, lost, amen, day after day after day, amen, and calling it Christianity. Don't have time to meander. Don't have time to be lost. Glory to God. Amen. And don't have time for that, praise God. And once I find out where I am on the GPS, fasting and prayer, and our time of daily consecration will keep me on course, And I don't have to find myself uh, in these big lows where I, amen, I got so far off the course. Oh, glory, hallelujah. I got so far off. Now I gotta, I'm ashamed. I gotta get past the shame. Now I gotta go back, clean up this mess on the way back. (laughs) Glory to God, amen. Uh, Because I've drifted so far. I've drifted so far. I've allowed the deception of sin to take me so far. And sin always want to take you further than you're willing to go. Always want to take you further than you're willing to go. Amen. And always keep you longer than you, amen, plan to stay. Amen. It's a deceptive. It's very deceptive. Fasting and prayer breaks the cycles. That's it. Fasting and prayer breaks the cycles. Amen. So that we can advance in the Lord. Ah, that's it. Fasting and prayer breaks all of those demonic and fleshless cycles so that we can advance in the Lord. So let us be, let us, let's have the right mind, a humble mind, come before fasting and prayer. Amen. Uh, biblically, come on purpose, intentionally. Praise God, be effective, be efficient in the Lord. Glory to God for the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. My time is up, but definitely not my revelation, definitely not my strength. Praise God. We will be on again on next week. Then on uh January the 2nd, we'll hit the ground running. We'll be on the, on every night, Monday through Friday. Amen. Uh, we'll, we, will, we will be pressing into intercession on Sunday morning, collectively as a church, and we're going to be more efficient with that time and than ever before. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So for 40 days, we'll be in intent, we'll be intentional, and we'll be on purpose. We got some stuff, some information we're going to give you to help you stay in line amen, on this week when we come, praise God, but amen, uh, we're going to be on intentional in what the Lord is doing. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you tonight for your word. I thank you for the power of your spirit. I thank you for leading us tonight. I thank you for your revelatory, amen, for your revelation and your revelatory power in the name of Jesus. Father, show us the way. Show us the way. Revive us to your way revive us to your way. Let us not just be people who love fish and bread and all of your provision and not know your ways. I thank you for what you're doing. Pray, Father, that these people will be a people of purpose, will be a people who follow you with passion and intent as disciples of Jesus Christ. We bless you now. We thank you. We praise you, Father. I pray this word would would have power on it tonight and afterwards. Those that will hear it later on, let it be in the same strength. For years to come, I bless you and I thank you for what you've done. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in us and through us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise God. Give God.